Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. I'm Kevin. And I'm Tinzian. That's it? After all? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> he spent like 15 minutes talking about how he wanted this awesome intro, and he's I, like, I'm Tinzian. <laughs> I couldn't decide which one to go with. Oh, fine. <laughs> this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, February 24th, and this is episode 43 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. And last week, we had a unexpected encounter once we made our way to the jail to see how the Minotaurs are doing, and Tinsian will catch us up on where we are currently and uh, review that. Dungeon Master, you are our go. Thorn is back in the inn, uh, presently guarding the Bone Rod and other cultist accoutrements that were discovered in the last episode. I'm going to turn to Thorn here in a few moments, but uh, the part, rest of the party is at the local town jail of Win- in Winterhaven. When they arrived, the town, the entire path had been uh, extremely silent. The jail was unmanned but lit and the party made their way up to the second floor. Through a series of short events, the party found themselves in combat with them apparently dispatching two assassins and a potential horde of spiders. The spiders, however, appear to have been snuffed out of existence with the death of the hooded figure that is within the jail area itself. In a nearby cell is the silhouette of two minotaurs. The party has called to them, but there has been no response as yet. Epic attacks and crits occurred in the last episode. The party has been bloodied with Mithrin in its mist, and we are going to join the party now, uh, let's say, Xanatari. I'm going to have you um, start up where you left off. You have just decapitated the melting figure in the room. So if you would like, uh, you okay. have the floor. Okay, uh, so Xenotari would look around, trying to make sure that there are no other enemies that she can see, and look at the party and ask for more light. I would probably say to Cesar, you know, and in a authoritative tone, because I'd be really stressed by the situation, and ask him, can we have some more light, and be looking around. Um, you got it, Missy. And then I would want to examine the figure at my feet and see if I could find out any more about it. Okay. Uh, in what sort of method are you going to use to examine it? Uh, are you going to touch stuff? Are you going to kick it around? Use your weapon? Uh, give me uh, some sort of an idea. I think I'm going to uh, look closely and poke it kind of move the clothing around a little bit with my long sword and because I'm not sure what made it disintegrate and I would be a little wary of acid or something like that to so move the clothing around with my long sword and see if I see any objects in the pockets or if I see any indication of what kind of like species this is 
Okay. Uh, taking the prudent course of action, you start sort of poking around, and the cloth uh, sort of clothing that this figure is wearing, there is uh, some leather armor attached. Anything that, though, that is cloth, it's sort of a slooping, kind of stuck wet sound as it moves over or peels away uh, whatever flesh or stuff may be. It's, it's essentially um, a large wet meat bag right now that is decomposing. The skin, whether from the poison or from uh, natural pigments or something else, is an excessively dark, sort of black-purple color. The eyes are rapidly melting out of the sockets. The tongue is protruding out of the mouth, and uh, luckily, because of how you are moving things around uh, with your sword at a distance, you manage to um, avoid the gore as the tongue explodes. Onto the floor. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> the floor tongue. Is this a humanoid? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Um, yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> roughly human size. Would you and... say it was a humanoid, not is a humanoid? <laughs> that, that would be accurate, yes. That would be quite okay. accurate. Is there anything in like its coat or pockets or like anything... That's carrying that's not disintegrating. Mm, from what you're able to get at, uh, there's a coin purse. There is uh, sort of like a, a hanging key type thing, but it, it, it seems a bit like a, a, perhaps a badge of office or the such. And there is a small, what appears to be, um, obsidian spider, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When you wear a clo- cloak, um... Cloak pin? Yes. Brooch. <laughs> brooch. There Thank you. Yes, brooch. Thank you. Uh, cloak pin it. brooch combination. Um, hmm. uh, as you're doing this, Xanatari, because you are paying attention... You do hear what sounds like rain starting upon the roof with uh, occasionally a couple heavy sort of thuds of rain. Okay. Rain or tiny spiders? Oh, jeez. I would <laughs> um, walk over to the cells and try to get an idea if the minotaurs are okay. Okay. Um, um, can I say one thing real quick? Is that yep. while Xanatari is checking out the uh, other or the body that's on the floor, I am hauling ass out to the one that was outside to see what happened to that guy. Okay. Uh, let me pause there with Mithrin. Xanatari, okay. um, let me pause with you. Mm-hmm. Cesar. Yes. Um, let's uh, resolve a bit of your stuff here and then I will pick up the separate threads and. Okay. Uh, I jumped a thorn probably at some point. Okay. Um, if uh, Mithrin, uh, do you run? Do you run down the stairs? Is that where you are headed? Yep, down okay. the stairs and outside to try and get the one that was 
that had fallen outside the window. I see Mithrin heading down the stairs, and I run over to the window to see if I can to spot him, you know, to see if I can see him laying down there, or see him running away, see, since I'll be able to get there before he gets down the stairs. Okay. And as you run up to the bars, uh, you notice that there is a sort of white, sticky substance that uh, appears to be uh, kind of mounded up on the outside of the window as if something was uh, using it to uh, hold itself in place. On closer examination, would it look anything like cobwebs? It would, yes. Um, Fresh, uh, not your common variety garden spider, however. (laughs) Okay. Or uh, the like. Um... You notice that outside the window there is uh, some delayed drops of what appear to be rain falling past the window. Okay. Can I uh, get a small sample of the goop and put it in a vial? Uh, yes, you can. Okay. Do you, do you, how, how do you go about doing this? I pull out some whatever it takes to separate it. I'd probably start with tweezers or something. If I need to cut it, I'll get a scalpel and get a small portion of it and put it in the vial without touching it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I'll pause with you. Thorn. Hi. In the time that you have been in the inn guarding this thing, a note has been slid under the door. From the markings on the message within, uh, I, I don't want to presume that you read it, but it's up to you. But mm-hmm. uh, should you, you would find that in the scran, uh, sorry, scripts of your particular cult slash group, um, a negative report on the uh, items you left. Interesting. Okay. So, um, so I presumably, well, I will read the note so I can gain this knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, silently cl- curse to myself. Um, I need to figure out a way to determine whether this rod that we have at the moment is actually the real one or not. There is a mm. further indication as as you're moving the letter around. Um, there is a a bit of hidden sort of not exactly like invisible ink, but there there is a different sort of uh, ink that kind of matches the paper that at least informs you that you are on the right path. Or this is the sort of thing that you know you're definitely doing the go getter. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But that the the results were incorrect. So okay, so um, is there anything else on the paper that might give me a hint as to how I can determine the correct artifact when I come across it? On the paper, no. Okay. Um. I'm going to tear the note up uh, and then set a fire in the room, like in the the the, the hearth, not mm-hmm. 
on the bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aww. Okay. Thank you for specifying. All my stuff is there. <laughs> <laughs> you will. Then I, t- I take Mithrin's gear and I throw it in the fire as well. <laughs> His special weapon um, stick. No! <laughs> Look around for fuel. Can't, uh, oh, wow. A really dodgy looking stick. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> there is... When you when you light the message on fire, uh, there is a a puff of smoke and a weird sort of flame. The paper has been chemically treated uh, in the fire for a, just enough of a moment to be able to notice that it's there. Uh, there is an image, sort of a sketch, um, kind of a smoky hologram of what appears to be a rod similar to the one that you left off, similar to the one that you have. But there's no distinct markings that, you know, say like a large number one or something along those lines. This, this may be a, you know, a series of trial, trial and error and along those lines. Okay. Um... Okay, so after burning the note and making a, a small sketch on a scrap of paper that I pull out of my pack mm-hmm. um, of the artifact, um, I wrap the rod up and tie it in a bundle mm-hmm. and put the rod in my pack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go downstairs to the bar and order a drink. Okay. Let's go back to Xanatari. Mm-hmm. Um, Cesar has provided more light, so if you want to grab one of the glow sticks that's been chucked around or uh, handed to you or however you wish, you can do that. As you approach the cell, you continue to see that the silhouette of the uh, Minotaurs remains in the same position as before. Coming up to the cell bars you can see that the lock does not appear to have been forced. Uh, the rear window of the cell appears to be intact. In fact, you can see no breach into the cell aside from the standard bars. Okay. The minotaurs are both somewhat wedged seating, uh, sorry, sitting, in the back of the cell. One is entirely black, as if a shadow, or excessively burned. The other is, for the most part right now, a skeleton. Oh. (laughs) With uh, what appear to be black smudges covering the otherwise clean bones. Oh, like the spiders got them. However, this other uh, clean-boned minotaur has a couple interesting extra features. There appears to be a box in the chest cavity. And one of the uh, legs from the knee down 
or just below the knee, appears mechanical or metal. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I have the keys, so I would like to unlock the cell and go in. Okay. Going in, uh, scanning the floor and the ceilings, I presume, and the walls? Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. I could pretty much see that from the outside of the cell, but it didn't look like, from what you're saying, that there's anything living in here. Right. Um, you notice there are multitudes of smudges all over the wall, ceiling, and floor. And as you get closer to the blackened um, Minotaur, there is a rather increasing but very localized smell of char. Okay. But it's more of kind of a, a sulfur smell. Hmm. Okay. okay. I would go towards the skeleton minotaur and take a closer look at his chest cavity that you said there was something in. Okay. Uh, appears to be a box, roughly the size, I guess if you took um, one of those Altoid mm -hmm. containers and you put uh, four of them together so it's sort of like a brick. Kind of okay. like a, a, a small brick. Does that make sense to everyone? Yep. Stack them up. Yep. Not quite, but sure, oh. let's go with that. Altoids, it's like a minty type of Wally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what was it? Probably about two, two, in, two inches. Sort of like a cigarette, box of cigarettes, maybe? Yeah, maybe a box yeah. of cigarettes. Or a pack, um, whatever you call them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not put, a whole box. Like carton, that'd be funny. Carton of yeah. cigarettes. Put 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 four of those packs of cigarettes together and um you have the thing. It appears to be fused into the bone or surgically attached to the skeleton. And there are a couple of runes on um various sides of that you can see. Of this particular box. Arcane check. Arcane check. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll your check. And we will go for at least a difficulty of 20. Wow. Okay, 13. Okay. Uh, you get the feeling that the box is um, definitely not mundane in nature. And... The runes do not seem familiar, uh, but they look like some sort of scrawls in the past that you've seen in other uh, magical works. Okay. It's a trap! Yeah, I would turn and call out through the bars to the others and say, um, I guess it's really just Cesar at this point, mm -hmm. and say, Cesar, can you come in here? There's something that I think you should look at. Okay. Cesar? Are we gonna say, I'm assuming I've had a chance to look out the window at this point. Mm-hmm. What did that, oh, I mean, it was all I was able to see was the cobwebs. Yes, yeah, the, okay. the, ang the angle of the bars did precluded you from being able to, uh, properly, um. Okay. 
properly look at the ground. Got it. Okay. Uh, what's what's that? And he uh he runs over and, and has his crossbow up and ready because he's not sure exactly what he has to expect. And I guess he sees the Minotaur corpses and sees Genis or Xanatari bent over the one, so he uh scoots by and, and crouches down and, and takes a look at what she's looking at and sees the box and he's he uh his brow furrows and he peers over his his bifocal or over his uh over his glasses so, hmm. he uh takes out uh a, a few different types of powder and sprinkles them over it and basically does his form of an arcane check on it as well okay um by the way uh, Cesar, if and when you bother to look back towards the window that you are standing at, um, you will find that apparently some of the rain uh, came in the window behind you. Is that odd? <laughs> Sentient <laughs> rain. rain. Well, it, it's, you know, something may have stuck itself through the window and... You know, You're saying there's tracks the from something, like wet tracks on the floor. And well, it, it's it's kind of, but it's sort of like somebody hung a pole through the wet pole through the window and the water came, you know, and some splattered onto the uh, the ground. Hmm. It's dire puddle. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> okay. Um, I got a 27 on my Arcana. You are very, let me, let me do this in two parts. Very, very clearly, you come to understand that this is either some sort of power source, or it is some sort of magical bomb. Your skills and ability, though, whether through heightened focus and paying extreme attention, you get the feeling that there is a stronger source of arcana behind you, roughly in the position of the puddled, goopy, we shall call it the, the pudding figure. Okay. Um, the cosboid. But, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. However, the cosboid, oh, you seem to remember it sort of slumped off to the right. At the moment, it appears to be slumped off to the left. Okay. I leap up, leave the obviously dead Minotaur behind, and immediately go over to that body to see if I can spot something that's making it move. Okay. And maybe identify the source of the, the magic that I detected. Okay. You are actually finding, when you come over, that the entire form is shaking and twitching slightly, as if uh, something is going on with the form. Or there is... It's evolving. And it's still vaguely humanoid, correct? Um... Or no? Much less so. It's it's almost sort of like it's coalescing into not not exactly a mass or an ooze, but it, it's doing something. 
Um, there's a there's a degree of puddling. Okay. Um, can I identify specifically what the source is, or does it just seem to be the general causeboid movement? The general. <laughs> Sorry. The the don't sweater it. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, <laughs> the form actually seems to be taking on some other type of form. But whatever it is, uh, is extremely powerful. Okay. Um, but there is, there is something mm. directing this activity, and it appears to be right in front of you. Okay. Um, I mean, out of character, I think I know what it is, but, uh, I'll look down and maybe do a, a perception to see if I can see anything obvious that's controlling it other than just the form itself, and maybe if there's some sort of totem or something like that. Okay. Um, go ahead and uh, go for your perception. Perception 11 plus 12, 23. Okay. You notice that in various parts, there is now sort of this ochre, purple, pink kind of uh, coloration. And sort of the, the, the flesh is starting to take the consistency of kind of an earwax sort of waxy form. Oh, snap. <laughs> I think I know what that is, too. <laughs> Can Xanatari do something? I was actually just about to call to her. In in a couple areas, um, let me just finish the description and then you can call over. In a couple of areas, there appear to be uh, waxed, um, carved, I guess. Uh, if, if you looked at a statue, eyes. Um, sort of that, uh, if you look at uh, David, the statue of David. Mm-hmm. It's got um, you know the stone eyes that are really well detailed, but it's sort of in this kind of uh, uh, material. I'm trying to see if I can explain it better, but um, go ahead, Cesar, if you want to call over. Um, uh, Zanatari, I, I think you might want to come take a look at this. <laughs> um, she would look up from the Minotaur where she was pretty focused and realized that Cesar has run over across the room and that something is sort of moving around the dead figure and sprint out of the cell and over to where he is where I would take a look and see that something odd is happening here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would reach over and rip the brooch off of the figurine and start hacking at it with my longsword. Okay. Hacking at the brooch or the figure? The brooch. Okay. Uh, your hits are... <laughs> well, I just figure we've never had any good luck with spiders this entire time. Somewhere on your shoulder, somewhere on the floor. <laughs> Anything spider-like, uh, I'm opposed to it. Good. Your, yes. hits, your hits are entirely true, Xanatari. Um, you're even hearing the rumble of thunder. And... 
the Cesar, as as she is striking this figure, you start to see some of these eyes open mm. into an excessively black spaced sort of orb. As soon as I see an eye open, I fire a crossbow bolt into whatever seems like the heart or the brain or the most vital part of this goop before me. Okay. Uh, Your bolt is, of course, uh, very well shot. Um, It doesn't seem to make much of a distant, uh, sorry, a difference. Mm -hmm. However... Given the mass and volume, you are some, you are both somewhat surprised as the, uh, form begins to rise as a sort of conish type pillar. Tar baby. Kinda like a tar baby, but more <laughs> cylindrical <laughs> kind of deal. So, but but you're you're along you're along the uh, the right lines, but it, it's sort of this weird kind of funky candlestick sort of shape. A like um, like from Legend of Zelda here. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that. That's the big tubular thing that used to eat your armor. Oh, okay. Um, the. So the, the the figure is rising, sorry. Um, do you guys mind if I go over to Mithrin for a moment? Do it. Xantari? No, no, do it. Okay. Uh, Mithrin, as you come running outside, you are greeted by the sound of... Uh, metal sort of clanking or slapping against something off on the side of the building where the window that the attacker came from okay from outside was coming uh, I would definitely like to be heading over the direction where I think that this uh, attacker has fallen to but I'm keeping my eyes up to where he was so okay. as you come around the corner, you are sort of greeted by this spectacle of what appears to be a figure sort of lazily flapping around atop a giant spider which is clinging to the side of the building with some of its legs up on the roof, and the legs are all kind of moving. In my head, I'm saying, this is the worst night ever. (laughs) (laughs) This is straight out of my nightmares. Oh, for the love of God. As also, you are able to see that, and I'm sort of time-shifting back here, you are able to see that one of the spider legs... Um is inserted into the window and then quickly withdrawn. Mm. So what are you saying? The spider was shooting arrows at Cesar? No, there's there appears to be something on the spider. There's some dude a riding tiny the spider. Crossbow. Yeah. Oh. It's like 
It's like the um the howders on the the elephants from Lord of the Rings, but with tiny tiny people in them. <laughs> but from where from where you're at, you sort of can see that the mouth of the spider is also likewise somewhat above the window, and it is drooling or liquid is coming from it over the window, past the window, like rain. Ew, we stepped uh. in drool. <laughs> With a large, drool. with a large sort of shudder and shake, the figure falls from the spider and lands with a hard, crushing thump and a discharge of a crossbow bolt into the air uh, <laughs> on the ground. Comically, twing. Yes. <laughs> it hits you. You die. <laughs> yes. Now, Roll for Mount Mithrin. Yeah. This this is a this is a two story, very large building. Yeah. This thing is taking up at least a story, perhaps a story and a half, because you cannot see the front. Sorry, uh, part of the legs going up over the back. Yeah. But the body, this this sucker is big. That's awesome. Okay, so it looks like the guy has is not moving though. He's fallen and he is remaining still. Uh, yes, and and how he fell, it wasn't you know there wasn't the Wilhelm scream. There wasn't yeah. the. Uh, there was there like, seemed to be no attempt made to uh, stop this in a positive. As if a sack of grain fell off the top of the. Yes. Okay. All right. Does the spider see me? Um, the spider does not yet. It, it seems to think that there is food or something of interest within the window. <laughs> okay. Um, I am going to come around the corner. I'm going to come around the corner, take in all this for a second, because I'm going to stand there, obviously, dumbstruck. And I am going to start backing away slowly. <laughs> and... Back towards the door, hoping that it does not see me. And the second I get around the corner, provided it doesn't see me, I am running as fast as I can back up to the group. Just remember, it only counts as one. <laughs> now, you are covered in metal armor, yes? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to try a stealth check, I will bet. Um, you have... You don't have your staff with you, so that that's good. Yeah, okay. that's good. Um, I'm going to make a roll for a horror check real quick here. Oh, no. And that is going to be against your will. Okay. So a save versus will. And I roll a 16. Dang it. Will is 15. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> if... You wish to make your retreat expeditious up to the the, uh, stairway. That is a possibility. Or, depending on uh, Cesar, who has the, if he has a coin somewhere near near his person. You mean Eric? Yes, Eric. If you have... uh, (laughs) I have a D4, evens and odds. Okay. Um, 
Xanatari. Mm-hmm. Which he has he has two options. He has the one where he can flee up the stairs in a somewhat crazy state, or he can try to flee the compound itself. Well, which way is he facing right now? Um, if he comes around the corner, he will be in a direct beeline for the front gate. Or if he takes a right, he will be back inside the building. Well, obviously, I would like him to flee up the stairs. But realistically, if he's but, facing the gate and he's freaked, he's probably going to run out the gate. Well, here, here, here's the question for you. Which option would you assign to Evans? Uh, okay, Evans, he runs out the gate. Okay. Uh, Eric, if you would roll the d4, uh, we shall find out. I like how the DM gives you the, his dirty work <laughs> and seeing what's going on. <laughs> and we get a three. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. Uh, Mithrin, you, you are kind of, um, you know, a little, little, little less controlled in your uh, departure, but nothing comes shooting out at you immediately. But um, I would imagine it's like this, that I come running around the corner and then totally do the Han Solo chasing the stormtrooper thing and go, yeah, and turn around and go the other way back up. <laughs> yeah, yes, with, with, the, <laughs> with the emphasis that anything is better than here and there possibly can't be anything worse up the stairs. Exactly. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I hope. Good God. You are wrong. <laughs> if you wish to insert a Wilhelm scream as you're doing this, feel free. However, <laughs> however, we quickly fade over to Thorn real quick. Thorn? Hi. Again. Um, you are hearing talk that, you know, it's sort of this kind of weird night because the local guard patrols haven't been stopping in for their dinners, which apparently the innkeeper is responsible for doling out in small packages. The local citizenry hasn't gone out to investigate as yet, but there's sort of this kind of a nervous edge getting into the, um, into the air. Okay. Um, I'm going to go upstairs, grab my armor mm-hmm. uh, and my weapon. Uh, I'm going to lock the door. Um, and if I might, I might roll uh, a theory check to set like a, uh, a trap or something. Well, not so much a trap, but like a, a roguish type. Um, I guess like a... it's. You know the, the old tr- when you put the trick over the, the the edge of the doorway to see whether anyone opens it. Yes, a tell. Yeah, uh, I want to okay. leave a tell just in case anyone tries to get into the room. Awesome. Go ahead and roll. Okay, so it's seventeen. Okay, I will keep the result to myself. Um, but you appear to have placed something. Okay. Um, then I basically trick outside into what I now see is rain. Um, Actually, for you, it, it's entirely dry it? out. Oh, yeah. It's, it, oh, oh. No, okay, so, so I, I, I walk outside into um, a wonderful evening, cool breeze, uh, 
And I start walking down the road towards uh, the jail, I guess, um, in search of the the rest of the party. Okay. Oh, by the way, um, realizing that there's some notes going through Skype here that I have not looked at, uh, Thorn, you asked about whether those attacks on the um, form should have been rolled or not. They were considered uh, sort of along the lines of a, a coup de gras, but there was no real way to miss with the current. It was sort of like uh, hitting a punching bag. Okay. So, um, it was kind of along those lines. Uh, four there. Okay. I think that's all I've got for under the table questions. Oh, a useful one, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay. The Xanatari and Cesar, you have this form rising in front of you at the same time as you hear a large, clomping, metallic bundle of just pure chaos come thundering up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> just blubbering and ooh, ah! <laughs> Mithrin, if you if you would like to um you know do ex- explain yourself coming up the stairs and uh as far as what your character or facial expression or anything along those lines, I'll then turn to Xanatari and Cesar fully okay. for the next portion. Sure. I, I come running up the stairs and I absolutely look horrified and the the face would be similar to the face of like, yeah, you know that dream that I told you about that once, like years ago when we were when we were talking about like the worst dream you ever had? Yeah, it just came true right outside. Okay, <laughs> this is the worst day ever. Who are you people? Why do you attract this kind of thing? <laughs> like all these expressions <laughs> are going across his face. He's never seen anything like this before in his entire life. And the only thing he's going to say is, Spider, really big. I was, yeah. <laughs> the man's insane. We should, we should put him down. He can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Mithrin, however, fate, however, decides that not only do you get one dream, but you've woken up, you've gotten your glass of water, you've laid back in your safe, warm, toasty bed, <laughs> and it decides to turn the notches up, because in the corner of one eye, you can see now the fully lit cell where the minotaurs are, one being apparently, perhaps to your state of mind, looking like it's crawling with spiders, that is sort of melting off the bones, the skeleton of uh, the the blackened um, minotaur. The other one, you see this sort of weird minotaur skeleton that has these metal bits attached to it. But more importantly, where there was in this opponent that you had so gallantly whoops its ass is this rising pillar of, well, for lack of a better term, ochre and pink and just revolting colored earwax. Probably about, right now, about 
at least six foot tall sort of candlestick and uh, probably about as wide as you can sort of, if you make a, a circle with your, with your arms um, kind of feel. <laughs> I just like, the, I love the picture of him running out and being like, aha, victory. You come around the corner and like, oh crap, <laughs> and then run back upstairs. And now it's like, we were winning. What's, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> However, there is the future problem of you are a delicate constitution at the moment. And for delicate constitutions and encountering more horror, there is another will save. Oh, great. This time at penalty. Oh, no. <laughs> And a seventeen. Yeah, will fifteen. Okay. Uh, you may feel free to. Are you gonna scream? You may. You, 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 you may. You, you may feel free to describe your your actions at this point. Um, I'm pretty sure at this point of coming around the corner to seeing some you know horrible thing that's even worse than giant two story spider. Um, I'm pretty sure that Mithrin is just going to, you know, mouth agape, just drop to his knees and kind of go, you know, and just sort of like almost be stunned. I picture him just turning and like facing a wall, like two inches away and just start singing one of his songs. <laughs> yeah, like, like there though. once was a man from Nantucket who, uh, <laughs> rocking in the corner, yeah. hitting his head on the wall. Um, <laughs> Okay, um, let's go to Xanatari and Cesar. Well, as uh, Mithrin, as I hear the stampeding mad rush coming up the stairs, uh, I whirl around, or Cesar whirls around with his crossbow up and is about to pull the trigger when he sees the familiar figure come blundering up and he sort of steps back so he doesn't get run over and turns his crossbow to train back on the the candlestick pudding puddle cosvoid <laughs> and uh sort of watches as as Mithrin goes from 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 terrified to a, basically a puddle in his own right and uh <laughs> sort of is very on edge and is waiting for something to chase him up the stairs and doesn't know what to do with this goop thing in front of him and sort of out of sort of a little bit of fear and and frustration and and Confusion. He lets loose another bolt into the the goop candlestick with a take that. Okay, very good. Uh, again, attack roll is not going to be needed for this. Um, where your bolt hits uh, is the the bolt is quickly worked out as a tentacle starts to well, actually one of many starts to snake out from the form. Oh, God. It's gone from crazy, creepy candle to Cthulhu. <laughs> what the heck? Baby. <laughs> <sighs> um, let's see. Cesar, since you have, you you know, this is kind of like a light lunch for you, and, uh, you know, you've seen worse. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have uh, you do any sort of will check. Um yeah, Xanatari, I think you have hearing the the thunder uh, 
outside and so forth and having uh, a, a very steady frame of mind, I'm, I'm going to let you get away with uh, not having to do a will save. But uh, I would like to hear um, what Xanatari would be doing about now. Okay, I'm still hacking frantically at the spider brooch, and I look to see uh, how far I've gotten on that as well. But hearing the footsteps run up the steps behind me, I would look over my shoulder, and uh, I know Cesar's there, and I've seen him spin, so I feel like he's going to take care of that. I don't lift my weapon or stop what I'm doing, but I glance that direction, and I see Midthrin, and uh, I see him stop and sort of freak out and, you know, face the wall, and uh, and... Because the tension's really high and uh, and we're faced with this enemy in front of us and I hear him yell, big spider, and then I see him, you know, plucking his ears and singing. I, I would start <laughs> laughing hysterically with, like, a tension laugh uh, and just laugh and laugh while I'm smacking at this brooch, trying to break it. Okay, so you're trying to break, you're trying to break the brooch. Okay, excellent. Okay, you, um, you're just... Putting the whaling onto this, you have, you have chipped it. Um, you feel that, you know, a few more blows, uh, would do, um, probably do the trick. Okay. So, um, we will have you keep on hacking for, uh, the free world. <laughs> okay. And, Actually, noting that uh, despite as focused as you are, you are indeed paying attention to things. Um, you notice that a series of uh, runes is appearing on this brooch as with each strike. It's sort of like the heat of the blade hitting is causing these runes to appear and expand. Um, your tacit sort of gut feeling is this is not a detonation. Okay. You know, it's not like a, wow, I'm beating on a hand grenade kind of deal. Um, but you do happen to notice while you're swinging around to look and, uh, at, at Cesar quickly, I, I believe you did that. Yeah. I looked over my shoulder to see okay. what the noise was and I saw that he spun and had his crossbow up. So. Okay. In that process, you would actually note that the um, the blackened skeleton mm-hmm. is only half blackened now, and you have lost some of the uh, light sticks appear to have gone out that were in the floor of the um, the cell. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, is Bert doing anything interesting here? Bert is point on pointed at this um, form that is uh, rising up in front of you. There, you can't really say that there is a glow from Bert right now. You know, he's doing his light thing, but you kind of get the feeling there's uh, so, like, you, you know, when a storm's going to come along, you can smell the ozone, you can kind of feel sort of the crackle. This isn't a storm-related thing, but you sort of sense that there is some sort of energy from Bert, mayhaps, towards this whatever it is. 
Okay. And you can't be certain if it's maybe slowing this thing, if it's doing something, or maybe, you know, Bert's gone completely rogue and it's helping to grow this thing because um, it didn't have um, sea monkeys when it was a, a small pebble. I, I you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I would continue frantically hammering at this brooch and okay. just be aware of that. Okay. Uh, let us go to Thorn. You have arrived after a very silent uh, walk to the gates of the jail, which are open. Mm-hmm. Um, the fires are lit. You are hearing what sounds like the sound of um, weapons being used somewhere nearby. Mm-hmm. But there's also sort of this kind of scraping sound coming from uh, the right side of the building as you're facing the jail front door. So, so okay. like you'd have, you'd have to go to the right and sort of around the corner to, you know, possibly see what's going on there. All right, well, I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to go around the building to the right, uh, around the corner, and let me have a look at what's making that stupid noise. Okay. Um, as you were rolling up, I forgot to mention, as you were sort of rolling up on the scene, um, you heard what sounded like a sack of metal something being <laughs> dropped from a height um, and hitting the ground. Same side, of course. What okay. you see, however, as you come around the corner, um, you may have seen this fleeing shadow heading into the doorway, but, you know, you're really kind of not, you know, paying too much attention with that. Tra- trailed by the faint scent of urine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and other things. Yeah. You come sort of face-to-face at a distance of what appears to be a large story size of in terms of height and so forth, a uh, wolf spider that is moving... Well, there's a window near it, but it seems to not be interested in the window at the moment. It instead seems to be moving down the side of the building very rapidly uh, towards <laughs> your general direction, as if was noticed by something, but hasn't quite noticed you yet, maybe. Okay. Um, I'll be somewhat alarmed, because I've never seen a spider of this size, but I guess I will attempt to rally myself, um, draw an arrow, and... Um, let, me, let, me, let me pause to see, to see your rally. Um, okay. I am going to have you do a, a, a horror check there. And this is going to be a 14 versus your will. Uh, my will is 19. Okay. Continue with your action, please. Okay. So I'm going to draw an arrow, and I'm going to fire at one of its eyes. Mm. And I guess this will just be a basic basic weapon attack. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So that's... Um, 22 versus its AC. You hit. Okay. And... Uh, 1d4 plus 2. 
Um, so four damage, I guess, to the eye. Okay, very good. The spider now uh, notices you, of course, and uh, proceeds to move in your direction. Okay. We'll pause for the room um, upstairs. For those inside who may be paying attention or not, uh, the weather outside seems to have cleared and the rain has stopped. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Sunshine, lollipops, Okay, maybe Fox. not. Myth- Mithrin, was was that your turn right there, or... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, can I roll to be unhorrified, I guess? Uh, yes. Let's, um... Let's see. Let's do a... Uh... Hmm. Let's roll a d20. Okay. 16. Okay. And then you have a... Uh, what's your wisdom bonus, if any? Uh, four. Okay. We're not going to do this as a standard save type thing, but uh, we haven't had a critical yet, so let's just say with an unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. And which, in this case, is probably the most natural of the course of the evening. <laughs> uh, you are allowed to um, collect your, your your senses, start to collect yourself. Excellent. Okay, and uh, you may interact this round. Okay, um, so I see, as I came up the stairs, do I see to my right the candle thing and... As you as you come up the stairs, you see the window to your right. Yep. And candle thing is sort of to your left. Okay. And along then, the side, along the side of the the railing to the stairs. Okay. I would like, as I came up, you know, and I finally collect my senses, I would like to make a perception check. Okay. And why can't I find? Okay, ten. Sorry. Okay. Um, isn't that odd that one of those light sticks just outside the cell door just went winking out? You've never seen light sticks before, but it seemed rather kind of sudden. Mm, okay. Um, I'm trying to think what Mithrin would actually do here. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, Mithrin is going to jump in front of the candle thing and just take a swing at it. Okay. Go ahead and, uh, um, you know, it's got tentacles and everything kind of waving around a bit right now. Let's go ahead and have you do uh, your attack roll. Okay. 25. Okay. You definitely hit. Splendid. Mm -hmm. So that's 1d10 plus 5 damage. Okay. 15. Nice. Awesome job. Um... Because it's a melee basic, you don't have any sort of ability that would shift this form in any direction. Because I believe your defensive aura is down and all that other... Yeah, that would have came off when I was running. Um, Well, actually, I'm not sure. I'd like some clarification on the defensive aura, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, From what it says is that uh, 
you activate an aura of one that lasts until you end it as a minor action or until you fall unconscious. So I don't know. Would that have fallen off when I went into horror? I, I would say probably it would okay. have fallen right. off um, yeah. just for the concentration level. Okay. Well, then I would like to actually reapply it as my minor and then be done. Okay. And uh, would that have any movement effect to it or would that just be... Not, uh, not the defender aura, no. Okay. Very good. That's just if any if this thing attacks anything that's not me, there'll be a penalty against it. So okay, um, Cesar. Yes. What would you like to do? Um. <sighs> well, the last time I shot a bolt into the thing, it grew a tentacle from where I shot it. So... There's actually a, a bunch of tentacles now forming all over the place. Okay, so maybe I won't think that it has to correlate with me dealing damage to it. So uh, why don't I take a, another shot at it with uh, maybe something a little tougher. Um, try a... Uh, Mithrin is is uh, adjacent to the target, right? Uh, yes. Yep. Um, I'll use Ethereal Chill, which actually centers off of an ally and radiates out from them. Um, <laughs> I want to see the the, uh, the description of how you shoot Mithrin. <laughs> well, actually, I, it it loads. I load a special bolt in that's um, it's got it's not a, a pointed uh, bolt. It's more of a something that uh, sort of it's filled with more of Caesar's patented goop, and it sort of explodes on him and, and radiates outwards. Um, it uh, coats his armor. And uh, causes him to radiate cold damage, but uh, I will roll versus. So it's an area burst one centered on an ally within five squares. So I'll, I'll center it on Mithrin, and it targets one enemy in the burst. So I'll target okay. the candlestick Cosboid. Uh, it's uh, sixteen versus reflex. Okay, you hit. Okay, um, so the bolt of sort of glowing electric blue liquid um, flies through the air and, and strikes uh, Mithrin sort of between the shoulder blades and explodes outward both physically and, and magically. The The physical goo sort of seeps into his armor and uh, until the end of my next turn any, any enemy that hits Mithrin takes cold damage uh, takes two points of cold damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, from hitting that armor, and then the magical radiation from that strikes the creature and does 1d8 plus 5 cold damage. Mm-hmm. Of course, minimum damage of 6 cold damage. What's the size of the burst again? Just a burst one, so anybody, and it's just adjacent to okay. Mithrin. And, uh, so that's that. Deal 6 cold damage to him. And uh, let's see if I have anything else that I could use, any miners or anything. Um, nope, I think I'm good. Okay. Very good. Xanatari. As the couple of the tentacles start to glow with a sickly green light, um that spreads along the tips of the tentacles as they start to reach out towards Mithrin, Caesar, and yourself. Your 
efforts are rewarded as the um, brooch is broken, and there is a very strong rumble of thunder nearby. To to you, it would sound probably like a a challenge, a gauntlet thrown to the ground. Okay. Did anything happen when the brooch was broken except for the thunder? Yes. Um, the candlestick. The Lumiere Cospoid? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, suddenly, uh, freezes. The light, um, on the tentacles that was extremely close to each of you fades away. In fact, the entire form begins to fade away as if sucked through a small, tiny straw hole in the cosmos. And as each of the tentacles is pointed at you, each of you hears this almost amazingly wonderful female voice that is at the same time one of the most evil-sounding echoes and tones and just there's all sorts of wrong with this voice. It utters, but you're not sure if it's to the entire room or to each of you or to just one of you. A simple word. Doom. <laughs> Before it... Um, and it sounds like a curse, sort of, you know, like if you're going to curse something and whatever. Before it is imploded with the most disgusting sounding pop that you can imagine. <laughs> 37. Yep. <laughs> Leaving the room somewhat silent, if possibly progressively a little darker at the moment. Okay, I would look around because you said that the light sticks were going out and there was something happening in the Minotaur corner. I would take a glance at that area and see what there is to see. Well, there is a... about eight feet away from you, there is a glow stick that appears to be um, getting shorter or the light from it appears to be uh, diminishing as it moves, as, as, as the, light, you know, the light stick is pointed towards you. Uh -huh. It seems that the length of the glow stick is shortening. Okay. And we, there's, is there a discernible reason for that? Um, you think you see some of the light of the glow stick uh, reflected off not kind of mirror surfaces, but um, if the light was off, eyes. Uh-oh. What height are these eyes? Um, they look kind of like uh, very low to the ground. Like bugs or like people? 
uh, like a like a like a swarm of bugs, bugs. type level of ground. Okay. I would turn to the others and say, "The window looks good to me. What do you think?" <laughs> I would say, "There's bars on the window." <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's a jail. <laughs> and there's also this giant spider outside. Oh right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna want to attack the floor. Okay. <laughs> I attack Just the darkness. Just <laughs> um, there, there, there's. I don't know if you wanted a reminder last week. Um, I remember the water didn't work. That right, I but but you you had mentioned that you had an AOE and you weren't sure what the rules were for encounter powers. Uh, no, I just wanted to know if I could use more than one per encounter, and then you explained to me that I can use all of them. It's just not more than not not the same one. Okay. Than once. Right. But yes. Okay. Um, these spiders are living, is that correct? Or are uh, they undead? Do they count as undead, even though they're magical? How does that work? Let, let, let's have them count as living. Okay. Alright. Uh, I'm looking for something that has lightning to it. And uh, I'm going to use Storm Hammer. I'm going to... Um, take my longsword and smash at the ground, um, waiting for the lightning to radiate out from the blow and see if the lightning kills anything. Okay. And how far does the lightning radiate? Is it, is it a burst? Is it a cone? Or is it just a high you've hit the ground and that immediate area? Um, it just says divine lightning, thunder, weapon, plus five lightning, and thunder damage. It says one creature is a target, but it doesn't give me like a, a okay. number of squares or anything like that. Then let's just count that as um, you're going to hit the patch of ground, and we'll just deal with that patch of ground. Uh, you strike your weapon, and the lightning goes off, and yes, um, it appears to have had uh, a good effect. There's lots of modes of just not moving stuff. Okay. Where your weapon hit. Okay. Um, very good. Let's see if I have a miner that I can use that's useful. Uh, I'm going to use my storm surge, and I'm going to use it on uh, Cesar, and crackles of lightning will dance along his arrow, blessing it, and the next time he makes a damage roll... Ah, Freaking, it's melee again. So I'm going to throw it to, uh, to Midthrin. <laughs> it's always melee. <laughs> to throw it to Midland. He'll get Midthrin. He'll get an extra four lightning damage from that, and hopefully that will help uh, do a little radiant for him, too. Zaw. Um, Thorn, would you yes. like to, uh, on the outside, have your, uh, your turn at things? Yep, so, um, noticing that the basic arrow didn't do anything to the eye, I'm going to take another arrow, um, and I'm going to fire an encounter power flickering arrow, which basically, primal modes of light illuminate your target and dazzle those nearby. Okay. Um, so first things first, I'm going to roll my attack. Uh, that's a 17 versus AC. You hit. Okay. 
And then... Where are my dice? Okay, so I need... Not that one, that one. 1d10. 7 plus 1d6. 7 plus 2 is 9, plus 6 is 15 damage. 15 damage, and you said it's dazzled, or is there a save? Is yeah, there, what's it's, the... okay, so it's it takes 15 damage, and then it has, uh, it can't benefit from cover, concealment, or total concealment, and enemies take a minus 2 penalty to attack rolls while within 2 squares. Okay. You um, dazzled it. <laughs> you dazzled <laughs> So pretty, pretty much, pretty much, you threw kind of a fairy fire on it. Uh, you, you see that the sucker is actually quite, quite, quite big, um, but your your damage is is well done. Uh, fading to the inside, um, Mithrin. Um, how many? How many? Or how much floor does it look like is covered by this stuff that's moving at us? Mm, I want to say about at this point, maybe a uh, eight to ten foot patch. Eight to ten feet. Okay. Um, I'm gonna call out. You guys think you got this? I think I'm ready to go face my fears here. <laughs> Zenitar would call back. I'm not leaving without whatever's inside the, the Minotaur. This isn't gonna be for nothing. So go head down and do what you gotta do. And I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can extract what I need to get. Make sure to yell if you need us. Okay. Uh, I'm running back out again. Okay. Do you hesitate at all as you're going around the corner, or do you just run out the door and oh, yeah, go I, chug, I, chugging around the chugging <laughs> around the thing? I run down the stairs and come to a screeching halt and peek my head around and see where it is before I run out. Okay. You see... Uh, as you're running down, well, you hear the twang of a nearby uh, bow going off. Um, you don't seem to see any webbing around the doorway or, uh, you know, suddenly run into, uh, wow, it's raining outside the door, any of those things. But you do come around the building to find yourself face to face now the spider which you thought was big is now glowing with you know a sheen that allows you to truly see how big this is <laughs> which unfortunately i'm going to have to do a horror <laughs> with a further larger penalty how many times can we make the new england boy say horror oh my god it's scary come inside this is worse back outside this is the worst thing ever and unfortunately it's a natural 20 oh no <laughs> I fall into a fetal position and cry <laughs> I, I mercy I turn to Mithra to say thanks for helping yeah <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Where am I? Is this milk still good? Where? What's going on? <laughs> Thorn. Yep. What would you propose to be a critical worthy effect for someone who has had multiple repeated um, 
bounce the floor. I'd probably say paralysis of fear. The inability to stand there and just gawk at at the, the this sheer monstrosity that that is, I guess, right in front of him and not being able to do a thing. Okay. Uh, Zenatari? I think he should pee himself for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cesar? Um, I think he should wi- just start wildly swinging his sword, just completely, absolutely wildly, and with with uh, no abandon for himself or anything around him. Okay. Mithrin. Probably with his eyes closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mithrin, what is your suggestion? Um, more than likely, after being horrified three times, I'm pretty sure I would either fall into paralysis and just semi coma type state or just completely start swinging wildly at even the wall or whatever is nearby. Okay. I am going to say that all three of the things that your party members have (laughs) suggested happen. Nice. I will not have you go into paralysis or coma, but I will add that seeing this spider makes you so horrified that it actually turns into almost a berserker rage. Ooh. <laughs> you I have, to, I have to roll for shame first for wetting myself. <laughs> so with, 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 with the with the musky ale tinged <laughs> sense of pee, um that 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 corner of the building looks really like maybe if you hack the building down, it maybe the wall will fall over and stuff, but you can't seem to berserker onto the spider, but you know, may, yeah. maybe, maybe that maybe the pet of the pebble or the ground, um, you know, if you beat on that enough, maybe it'll scare it away. Okay. Uh, it's good to be Mithrin right now. So, with that, uh, go ahead and describe your describe your shame. Describe your shame. <laughs> well, after wetting himself and standing in just abject horror, <laughs> that was very nice. Um, Mithrin just falls to his knees and just starts banging on the ground and the wall, <laughs> anything nearby, and just a and screaming just at the top of his lungs, in more horror than anger, but just. I I want to stay with disbelief at the um yeah at what this guy's doing and he wants to join our party. The bait. <sighs> Very good. We're gonna have a serious talk about this while after this battle's <laughs> over. I was totally good while you weren't here. Just letting you know. <laughs> He's like, I'm not loading you any pants. The mighty have fallen so damn much. Yes, they have. Um, Cesar. You have uh, seen Xanatari start to attack the floor. You have seen one of your compatriots check in with you, run outside, and you just hear this screaming <laughs> soon, <laughs> soon after. And judging by your, uh, you know, by your best educated guess, this is probably like right outside the doorway. He didn't get too far, but there is like the sound that just, you know, the 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 undead would would have been clapping mm-hmm. in Thay. Okay. 
Hmm. Well, I don't see a huge threat. I see some, maybe some spiders, but uh, I don't see, Xanatari doesn't seem pinned down, so I think I'm going to have to go towards what I deem the larger threat to the party and run down the stairs after Mithrin. Okay. Um, do you stop at the doorway and uh, likewise check, or do you just go tooting out the door and follow the screaming? I just go, assuming that she'll notice that I'm going. Okay. Very good. Having encountered the candlestick monster, the Red Wizards of Thay, you <laughs> encounter a damn near house-sized uh, illuminated spider. Okay. And... This is a 15 versus your will. Miss. I'm more okay. willful than that. 17 will. Okay, well, you you are... There, there's, there's an impressive light show, and you're pretty damn sure it's not an illusion, but um, you, you you feel your natural defenses kick in. Yeah, Scissor grits his teeth and sort of, you know, recalls all the horrors he's seen and shrugs this, this particular one off. It's just a big bug. Um, and, uh, is Mithrin near me? Uh, Mith- Mithrin, um, is pretty much you, as you come around the corner, you would have pretty much tripped over him or at least smelled him <laughs> or heard him. He, he is a sight and sound, uh, act right now. Yes, he is. I'm a dynamo of horror. <laughs> I believe, I believe the National Foundation for the Arts and the DeWitt Corporation <laughs> right now are providing funding for, um, this public spectacle. A reenactment of horror. <laughs> okay. Um, Cesar sees that, um, you know, he's basically babbling with fear, so he uh, pulls out a, uh, a small winged uh, metal construct from one of his belt pouches, um, uh, pours a, a little bit of liquid into the, the back of it, winds it up, and uh, whispers an arcane word to it before letting go, and it flies through the air, and... Uh, and sinks a little needle into the neck of Mithrin and injects the liquid that he put into it. Um, and it uh, it's sort of a, a calming liquid, and it basically, in terms of the game, it's uh, just a ranged five minor action encounter power that allows a target to make a saving throw. Mithrin, do you have any particular fears against vampire bats or anything like that? No, I do not. <laughs> okay. It's tiny. It's like a little bug. <laughs> Let's make a fourth horror check, shall we? <laughs> Let's see. Given all of your penalties, a seven. Oh, you gotta so, be kidding me! You are, you are, you are safe. Oh, thank God! <laughs> However, you are entirely. Pretty much drained by the <laughs> sedated unusual... now, but safe. <laughs> this is the best morphine I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the colors and the spider, <laughs> dude. The, there was a spider and the, 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 the rock. The rock on the ground directly in front of you looks extremely comfortable. <laughs> you may or may not have control depending on the dosage. <laughs> I've just got this image of him going up and rubbing the underbelly of the spider. Go, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. Mithrin screams, screams, trips, eats a brownie, and falls straight flat forward into the ground. 
It's a good day to be Catherine. The story. These are how just... stories are told. Yeah. He's gonna, need, he's gonna need a whole new staff for this one. I'm just, I'm just letting you know that it, when I tell this story, my part will be far more heroic. <laughs> good to know. You drove the spider off with the smell of your own pee. <laughs> That's how mighty I am. Having lit it on fire and used it as Greek fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, Ghost Rider. All right. Um, Sanitari, your turn, please. Uh, I say, Cesar, make sure you back me. What? Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I move toward the cell with the Minotaurs and um, try to attack the one that's made of bone that has the box inside. I want to break his ribs and take the box. Okay. Um, you go stomp, stomp, squish, squish, squish. A uh, couple... Um, you're able yeah, to, so uh, with a, with a couple of good solid hits, you're able to, um, grab the box. Okay. Now that I have the box, I'm going to turn and run down the stairs towards my companions. Okay. And Xanatari, if you would take us out, please. Oh, very nice. Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd4dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at deathd4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers and the Super Number One Podcast with Kevin and Andrew. One topic, two geeks, several beers. One at grayareapodcast.com and the other at supernumberone.libsyn.com. Join us for our worldwide adventure. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels.